0: We're not hating on eggs. Eggs honestly. are awesome.
1: You're awesome. Oh, no, hang on. that. Doesn't oh, lie. thanks. Sorry.
0: So, so our opening line is going to be <laughs> eggs are awesome, yeah? I mean, that's the one thing the country can rally, you know?
1: Eggs are awesome, and they only cost, like, 40 pence.
0: That's true. Are you oh, buying one egg at a time? <laughs> no, I'm justifying. Hey, man, the single life is difficult. It's
1: very difficult. Have you, have you eaten a whole cucumber in one go?
2: No, I they always go off. Why exactly, you Zucky ones? Gets this Because no, I'm not get... even get the half ones, mate. Yeah. Even getting the half ones, they go. They just, they just die. Bread is the worst. Bread is by the worst. Far. Yeah. Now there's a business idea. Zucky. single man's shopping. But maybe it's a growth industry. If there is out
1: there that does, you know, shopping or orders for single people, get in touch. We could use your sponsor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right>. Um, I, <laughs> do you know? What? I, I think it's time to start the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Traveller with me, Zucky, and Zayn. Rest assured, dear listeners, normal service has resumed. (laughs) This is once again a show all about managing mandated manifests, maps, and in Zane's case, making sure that all places are on the itinerary are indeed butterfly-free before relaxing somewhat. At least he'll hope so. You can't escape from butterflies. (laughs) Absolutely. This episode is back to the desert. Yes, it is Jordan, a destination with the weather we all want and crave in November... And as usual, please do visit our blog for information and links. So the lockdowntraveler.blogspot.com and the usual social connects, which now includes a haphazard Instagram page.
0: Yeah, you should probably give them the username because some people whine about that.
1: I don't know what the username is. Is it at TLT?
0: I have no idea. You it set just, it you, up, did yeah, you? Yeah, you I, set it up. you okay, set it
1: up. I don't know. The, I'm still. I, the first thing I asked my sister was, like, where do I type in Instagram?" And she just rolled her eyes and said, "It's a picture social media." Yeah. So yeah, what's the right? What about potential? Twitter
0: then? You got Twitter at least You're starting a fight with bake off people.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. really that's really fun actually. Hang on, I should probably <laughs> stop doing that though.
2: Yeah, but if you, if you want to see. Only ripping people unnecessarily with nothing related to do with the show. <laughs> right, it's like, like we're
0: a travel blog type thing, and he's like, "Mate, I can make a cake."
1: I yeah,
2: mean, I thought you were ripping somebody about sustainability.
1: Yeah, I was, but they deserved it. So, um, the <laughs> handle is the LD Traveller on Twitter. I'm sure you can find us. It's just one of us. Um, but yes, please, please do help with that. But also, guys, we're on episode ten.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Sweet. I know. We have managed, we've actually managed to hit a milestone and haven't killed each other yet, so that's surely a good thing.
0: That's because of lockdown.
1: lockdown. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) let's get started. Sorry, uh, you're going to try to make this positive. I'm I'm, I'm trying really hard hard to shut this down. I'm
2: going to shut you down at every opportunity. I don't know why. Halloween's over. Halloween's
1: over. Back in your box. Halloween's over. Exactly. That's the
2: problem, man. Halloween's over. Now all we've got to do is the jingle, jingle of Christmas. Oh my god, it started so early. Where are the bonfires, mate? Where, where, where's, the, where's Slender Man?
0: Is he in a Halloween thing, or is he just in a year-round
1: thing?
2: I don't know, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm slightly it depends, worried. It depends what kind of person you are.
1: <laughs> I think we should start with some facts and bring some normality to this. Go for it. The Red Sea, everyone talks about the Red Sea when it comes to Jordan. But did you know that Jordan has the shortest coastline in the world? So it only has 26 miles. Really? That's it. Every like, For example, Saudi Arabia i have got it here. Um, uh, one thousand one hundred and eighteen miles. Yemen has four hundred and thirty-five miles. Even Djibouti has forty-three miles. But Jordan only has twenty-six miles, uh, and it's still a very good popular seaside coast resort place to go to.
2: Hmm. hmm that's very really interesting. Oh, and apparently the Dead Sea is the lowest point on Earth. Oh, that's the one where you can float in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's apparently it's really, really, really. I think it's what four hundred twenty meters, and you can literally just float in it. And apparently the mud has healing powers.
0: But you're not allowed to float in it for a long time, otherwise uh, it's going to be horrible for your skin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Zaym, what's your, what fact? Was that a dead I I don't know, I thought he was...
0: That's not a joke, genuinely. You're not allowed to stay in the lake for more than 15-20 minutes, uh, in the Dead Sea. Okay, first of all, it's a sea. Yeah, you're not allowed to stay in the Dead Sea for more than 15-20 to minutes because it will mess your skin up completely.
1: Is that a threat or a fact? (laughs) A bit of both. (laughs) And Zayn, what, okay. what's your fact, Zayn?
0: I have no fact. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You have very failed good. us. I have very, failed very this good. city.
1: You have failed Jordan. You have failed us. You have no facts. Uh, hang on, give me a second. Yeah, so, you,
2: find, you find a fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good. Jordan um,
1: is
0: formerly known as the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan.
2: You just literally—that's wow, like oh the first word on the
0: Wikipedia for Jordan.
2: Oh my God, that's not even a fact.
0: The capital that, of that's... Jordan is Amman.
1: We are not that's proceeding you know from here let's, until let's you just, give us a fact.
0: Just... All right, Jordanians drive on the right-hand side of the road.
1: Ah, oh, that's an exciting fact. Well done. Right, let's move on. If you're Jordan, <laughs> you're like this. Is actually a travel fact
0: mixed
2: with an actual fact. Forget Zayn's nonsense. It's awful. You, you know, I completely forgot
0: what we were doing Jordan.
2: You are <laughs> good. That's good. That's that's what we want to hear. Um, apparently you're allowed to refuse a meal up to three times before finally accepting the invitation to go to a lunch or a dinner or something.
1: Ooh, interesting. That that must get messy though. Yeah.
2: How would you keep count? If somebody registered you like four times, would you then you're not allowed to go, but you can do it twice or even three times and say, No, I'm good, now I'm good, no, I'm good, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. and then actually yeah, go on, I'll come.
1: And also is it on like a continuity basis? So for example, if I ask you like can't come to the house for, for dinner and you're like no, and then a year later I ask you again, you're like, nah, I'm good. The third time you have to, or is it like once a week? Uh, technicalities, I think, technicalities. I don't think the timing
0: matters. Yeah, it's it's a
1: cultural I think it's thing. It's per I think it's per event. I'm sorry. Did same try and say something when he rocked up with no facts? <laughs> <laughs> Little guttural noises of it. It's control. a cultural thing. <laughs> oh, is is
2: it? it? Is it? Is it? Okay.
1: Right. Um, so shall we start with? I want Well, everyone's going to talk about Petro, right? Indeed. Yeah. So, so I mean, Petra, I think, has to be right up there when it comes to um, Jordan as well. So, it's it's baffled me since I was uh, a lot younger because it's a mountain with stuff carved into it, and we're not talking about little carvings here and there. It's it's full blown tombs and houses and mausoleums inside a mountain which was carved. Uh, but, but Petra was a hub of commerce, so the Nabataeans created it as a trading post. So it's uh, the, the, the tribe or the, the, the ancient people of Na- well, the Nabataeans, really, uh, created it as a trading post. And they used it to barter back in the day with the, the Byzantinians. And it was something which they're like, this is going to be our capital. And then they also had another one in Saudi Arabia, which is Madan Saleh, which was their second capital. And they almost turned it into like a trading route, which was brilliant. Over the years, they've been fighting um, the different civilizations, so they fought back against the Greeks, uh, but then they eventually succumbed to the Romans, and the Romans took over, established their authority, and then an earthquake took place, and it took apart most, if not all, of the buildings. So what you're left in Petra now are just the houses and tombs carved into the mountains. Um, so that is all that's left, but what's really exciting is that the things which you're seeing aren't actually for the living. So they're actually the richest people of, of that time, of that era, would be allocated one of these beautiful mountains, and then they would be put into the tombs inside as a mark of respect, and of course showing off that you they look look, well, my grave's in a mountain. But yeah, just thought that was interesting, that they're for the dead, not for the living.
2: Uh, see, we yeah. always come back to that. Says you. Yeah, I thought this was oh, not the
0: back. Halloween episode.
2: <laughs> not yet. We've got time. We can make it worse, don't worry. We've got some time. But yeah, I've read that. Um, also, I think it's what one of the seven wonders of the world as well, Petra. Yes, yeah, Just I think so one was, of the actually, new ones. One of the yeah, it's more recent. I think it's two thousand. It was, it was uh, like late two thousands. I think it was declared. in. Um, but also, when you can, I think you can go visit. It's it's funny because I was watching the Idiot abroad episode when he goes to, to Jordan. I think, and uh, like Carl says, an interesting thing where he says actually, there's I think there's like caves or stuff that you can stay outside of Petra to look at it. Because he's like, why would you want to go inside the place that looks good? You just look at it from the outside. But apparently there's little dome mm. caves etched into the rock opposite so you can go and stay in those for like a couple of nights or whatever. Apparently that's pretty nice. Mm. Um, and the interesting thing is about 400 meters from the entrance, there's these massive block tombs on the mm. side of the road. And the Bedouins used to call them the Dwellings of the jinn. Interesting. For those of you that don't know, are effectively the ghosts or genius or they're kind of like a an additional sort of entity or creature that is the kind of believed in that part of the world and there's some kind of mythology i suppose and they they're not really sure how these things were built or what they were built for Um, and they don't actually even know where they came from they just know that there's six of them and i think there's around the second or third century bc but they don't know what it's for or who it's for, and I think there might have been either tombs for actually the the djinn themselves, so okay. maybe it was something more sinister than that. who knows
1: so they've got that as a security setup, and I've just got like a shady um c c t v camera I've
2: got a Yale lock <laughs> <but laughs> <what laughs> really? yeah, wow, and also uh, kind of kind of spawning off from the gin there's also this this place is synonymous with the djinn because i think i think even in some places it's known as the tombs of the djinn mm. which is what petrus in some places is known as and some of the areas you might hear people have heard or spoken about hearing sounds whispers seeing shadows along the wall um all kind of creepy things like that that's synonymous with supernatural things and people have actually even seen maybe something touching them or or being kind of moved by these things or creatures that that just look like shadows walking around so Mm. it's probably best recommended to have a look in the day but maybe don't stroll around it
0: at night i mean if you're going at night you wouldn't see any shadows right so surely that's easier
1: uh, but but lights. but you will see shadows because there's an event called Petra by night, and it's you walk around in the pitch black canyon, um, which and you're you've got a guide who walks with a candle uh, a few meters ahead, and cell phones are banned talking is banned, and you're supposed to sit there and just take it all in so um imagine this you've got the, the beautiful Petra landscape, you've got the stars in the sky, candle flickering, loud musicians playing the pipes, um, a sweet tea is served. And a Bedouin is regaling the crowd as well, and you're also being touched by a djinn. So it's a so it's a Susanic ritual, basically.
0: Hmm. I mean, do Satanic rituals have like backup musicians?
2: Well, they have. They're gonna. I'm guessing you've got a candle. You're walking through in complete silence. You've got cloaks and, hoods and you to hood to sit there and watch them talking about djinn. Yeah, he, m- right. he might he might, he, he might be onto something. Yeah, when do they draw the pentagram on the floor? That's what I wanna
1: yeah, I mean, one thing which uh, always strikes me about Petra is that whenever you see any of the pictures, it's absolutely packed with people. It's just um, really, really crowded all the time. So, one thing which I was quite fortunate to do, or well, I should say Zaym as well, was um, when we were living in Saudi, Dad managed to get some ministerial sign off from the Ministry of Antiquities and in Interior, um, where we were allowed to go to the slightly less known Nabataean city, which was Madain Saleh, which is near Medina which has the exact same tombs, same structure, same everything, but nobody goes there because in Saudi Arabia it's considered God's cursed land, so you're not really supposed to spend too much time there, but we got the sign-off, and we had a lovely government escort. The only rule was we're not allowed to take any videos, but just to see it, just being the only people there, it just, you know, awe, shock and awe for me, again. So that was just quite something I I wanted to share, so thank you, uh, Dad, for that lovely opportunity.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Nice. I'm surprised you didn't throw you out and leave it there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, to be honest, a lot of people were like, so so, which one do you want (laughs) to see? But no, it it looks good. I I want to go see Petra. It does look very, very cool.
2: And I think if those of you do, do you probably, I think the most anonymous one is
0: Indiana Jones, right? The Last Crusade? 100%. That's where the Holy Grail is apparently buried. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's the best movie. Um, It's a classic. So
2: good. No, 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 wait. The last one was the best. <laughs>
1: uh, there are only no, three. The last one is The it's the four, Last Crusade mate. because we don't... There are the fourth only one. three Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> yeah, you take that there, exactly. The fourth one, I don't know what... was There, there. are like only three Indiana Jones <laughs> movies. Okay, 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 okay. We will not discuss All right,
2: okay. All right. That's the scariest he's ever been. I
1: know, honestly. I feel, I feel like I've been told off. So, um... So, right, so Petra, we've done that. Brilliant. And we've done, we, we've done it justice as well, which is good.
2: I don't know. Have we done it justice? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You guys yeah, couldn't probably not. To yourselves. Probably not. Um, but going from Petra, we can actually take a little kind of route through to Amman, which is the capital of uh, Jordan, as Zayn mentioned in his terrible fact earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
0: hey, it's useful if you're, if you're referring back to it. It's a useful fact.
2: Yeah, because people need to listen to the podcast to know about that. Okay? Yeah, you can't yeah. just
0: Google Jordan and look at the first line. You know, some people need audio guides.
2: You need you need every possible side <laughs> that there is. Mate. You need all that they can. But anyway, anyway, so there is a very very nice highway from Petra to Amman. I can't remember how how long it is. It's, it, it, but it's a modern highway. Basically, you can go straight through. It goes straight through the flats, and you can get there. I think it's like three hours or something to Amman from Petra. But if you wish, you can go on one of the more, the longer but more scenic routes. But it's also kind of the backdoor routes to Petra and to Amman. And this is known as the King's Highway. I don't really know the history about it. I think it's something to do with Prophet of the time tried to get through to Petra. And they weren't allowed there. So they had to go through some back route, which is what this King's Highway ended up becoming. Mm-hmm. And apparently some saint lost his head after some woman danced for his king and he got
1: beheaded okay so i don't know i, I don't know what you're yeah, saying I mean, we need, <laughs> need context no. or no. at least yes, some we need so story. much no, context. That's, that's, that's
2: literally all I, i've got no knowledge of any of that all i've got is the saint lost his head after a plotting female danced for a king
1: and that's why it's called the King's. <laughs> <So>, why, <laughs> why, why, why did the saint lose
0: his head
2: i have no idea <laughs> i got nothing else on that i don't even think that's why it's called the King's Highway. But anyway, that's a fact in there. So maybe you'll see a headless saint walking around there um, if you travel it at night. Who knows? All
0: right.
2: But anyway, anyway, it's a 280 kilometer long highway. Okay. From, and it's one of the, it's like of well renowned as one of the most scenic routes in the Middle East. And it goes through a whole bunch of different places, like the, the deserts, the mountains. You have a famous red-tinged ruins, which a whole bunch of different history and things like that that you can go through and have a look at. Um, and it's also got a lot of different historic places. So obviously, you start off in Petra. You can go through to the Dana Nature Reserve, which is the first stop, I think, on the way to Amman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. And that's uh, one of the nature... I think it's it's about 300 square kilometres of a nature reserve. Uh, and it's it's got a whole different bunch of mountains and deserts and valleys. And you can have a look through it. It's got a big... Apparently, it's got a, quite a, a variety of wildlife, which you wouldn't
0: expect in a desert. At least I didn't think so anyway. And it's butterfly-free.
1: Well, it's not confirmed, but also the fact that you're saying animals, and I'm not going. Oh, yeah, no, we've got camels. I'm still stuck with the monk monk thing you just said earlier. Like, that is the <laughs> randomest thing you said in a lot of in saint, a long, long time. The saint, saint, sorry. The saint. saint, the headless saint. That, we you definitely got... have to find out more about that later. That's yeah, just, that doesn't can, make any yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It's a side note. I don't know why. It seems like it shouldn't be
1: just a side note, but
2: anyway. Exactly, um, what,
1: what animals live in the desert? What do you think lives there? The jinn. Scorpions, snakes, okay.
0: lizards, reptilians. How did you not say camel?
1: God say, so "Yeah, exactly. I had a bet on with Zaim that I wouldn't be the first one to say camel, and uh, I so, won the bet." Well. You know what I'm like, though. I like reptiles. Did
2: you have something you wanted to say about camels, or did you just want me uh, to say camel? I just
1: wanted you to say camel. Oh, actually, one thing, I should probably apologise to people. I've just been posting random camel pictures on Twitter, because I got bored, and <laughs> Zayn wasn't responding to my messages on WhatsApp, so I was trying to get his attention by saying at, and then just sending him camel pictures.
2: Zane, why did we put him in charge of social media? I boards? honestly don't know.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, what I don't so get so is fun. he doesn't understand Instagram, and yet he's posting pictures on Twitter.
1: I get Twitter, I don't understand Instagram. It's a learning he's process. He's probably trying to post on Instagram and ends up putting it on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. know.
2: You are not touching Facebook, because that will be a massacre.
1: Yeah, I don't have Facebook, so...
2: Good. Thank the Lord for that. (laughs) You all can be grateful. But anyway, um, and this nature reserve also has a copper mine in it, apparently. An ancient copper mine. I don't know if you can actually go and see it, but it's got a whole bunch of little villages and it's got a a copper mine in there as well, which you can go and see. Mm. Nice. Cool. So that's the first sort of stop on it. The second stop is what's called Shobha Castle. Okay. And that is actually, people think that's one of the best uh, places you can actually stop. So it's quite a nice place to explore around. It's more an adventurous thing rather than a tourist thing. So you kind of, I would recommend you go and do it without a tourist kind of thing. You go and visit this place yourself. And it's got a whole different thing about the the crumbling churches underneath. It's got, as we all know, it's got vaulted passages underneath. We all know what that's used for. Um, And we have very, very ornately decorated towers around this, this castle. And if you are feeling particularly brave, you can go inside with a torch and you can descend 350 steps under the castle, which actually allowed the crusaders to hold it out for two years when it got attacked. Okay. So the crusaders stayed there for two years underneath the thing um, after Saladin took it from them. Okay. So it, yeah. So
0: that dude just moved into their castle for two years and never checked the basement.
2: I guess so. And I guess so. He didn't eat milk.
0: After after the two years, did they jump out on surprise attack, or did they just die?
2: I think they couldn't survive anymore, I think.
1: So
0: right, so success story, then.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really I love know. how you guys tell history, by the way. It's, it really you. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Because <Hey>, <laughs> I'm expecting,
0: you know, like, um, they just jump out like no one expects a Spanish Inquisition, <laughs> like, kind of like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I mean, who knows? Maybe their maybe their uh, their souls are still walking those halls today.
1: No, they're probably headless because some woman sang it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe that was it. Maybe he was captured. I don't know. But yeah. anyway, that definitely check out Shawbuck Castle. We'll put a link up to it. That's another route on the
1: another place on the route. Just to add on to that, Zuki, there's a lot of random castles, palaces, and forts all dotted all around the place. So just, just by that, there's some Umayyad, um, so the, the caliphate stuff. Uh, there's a lot of castles, uh, around. And again, very, very similar to what Zaki's just said, that they've got Arabic calligraphy carved into the rocks. They've got inns, estates, mosques, forts, secret doors. A lot of secret doors, apparently. And a creepy basement. And they're not Zuki.
0: secret anymore.
1: Yeah, and, and and creepy basements. It's like if you're in the market for a new property, mate, Jordan, Jordan, you need to get yeah, there.
0: Yeah, you need to store your milk.
2: I actually own it already. I don't think you guys realise that, <laughs> that it's actually mine already.
1: But the the randomest fact was that most of these basements, since they've now been discovered, um, have actually been used by the Bedouins, the people who dwell in in the desert, as a place to store their donkeys. So yeah, just something to bear in mind if you're going in, down in a basement, with the basement. You, you know, I know, right? That's exactly. For? That's what I didn't get. And I was like if you're walking around in, with a torch and you come across a bat or a donkey, that's expected apparently.
0: I mean, store as in more than one. <laughs> it's I'm thinking like I'm, I'm, it's not like a garage, right, where you just park the donkey for the night and then every time you need to travel you take it out again. It's more like
1: a handful of donkeys just chilling in a basement. I'll
0: keep this in the basement in case I need an, another
1: one. <laughs> For the night, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Interesting, so,
0: but okay.
2: That just seems an odd place to store. It, it doesn't seem logical uh, yeah. to me,
1: but you know. I mean, to be fair,
0: I never thought you would need to store donkeys anywhere.
2: I mean, that's true as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, doesn't yeah. Not really a storage. <laughs> problem. Where would you <laughs> store? Where where would you think? store a donkey? I mean, you you've got a barn, right? Yeah, but in the desert. Yeah, if you're in the desert, I don't think. Oh wait, I need to go underground to store these donkeys.
1: It Gets really hot and really cold. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm. Survive, I'm they?
2: If they're local there, then they can survive, can't they?
1: Yeah, true, true. I mean, personally, I, I wouldn't store a donkey in the basement. It just doesn't seem logical.
2: I think the word store and donkey just doesn't go together in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That does, just doesn't seem to work.
1: I mean, in the previous right. episode, we had the guy who elevated his antelope to, a, like, a top tower or something. And then yeah, but the antelope to... was dead, right? It's ah, not like he just fine. kept it up That's there for storage. Point. It That's was dead. Point. And
0: he's like, I'm going to build this shrine to, you know, honour this stupid thing. Okay, it's not stupid. If <laughs> okay. <it's his> friend. <laughs> anyway, back to the King's Highway. Okay. Back to the King's Highway. King's,
2: King's Highway. Highway. Back King's King's Highway. Highway. <clears> okay. <throat> so, for part of that, as I mentioned, you can go inside it and look at it. But it is, it is old and crumbly, so make sure you have some decent walking shoes and make sure you bring a flashlight. Or uh, if you're feeling old school, bring a torch or a candle if you want to do a ritual. Um, then from there you go onto another castle called Kerak Castle, Kerak Castle. I don't know how it is, and that's apparently massive. And this was one of the things that Crusaders wanted to control because it it's huge. It's a 12th century thing that apparently stayed in Crusader hands for 40 years. And it had a massive kind of defensive structures. It was it had a courtyard, it had a moat, it had a, another castle along it. Again, you can go inside the halls and the chambers and explore it. Very similar to the previous one with respect to, um, you know, making sure you have some shoes in a flashlight. You can go in and have a look. That's something that apparently um, was home to the Nabataeans, the Romans, the Byzantines, the Crusaders. It's got a lot of history between it and it's very cool to go have a look at. So you can go and check that out as well.
1: That sounds really, really, really good.
2: And apparently you can go inside the castle and each bit of it or certain bits of it, you can see which group of people designed it and what people had their bits of it. So it has some European elements. It has some Arab designs. Um, then it had some stuff from the Christians, the Muslims, the Ottomans. Mm. You can also have some stuff from the Crusaders, which apparently can be identified by as volcanic rock. They apparently used that. I didn't realize that was something that was used in mm. building making, but apparently they did use part of volcanic rock. To is there a volcano in Jordan? I don't think so, so I don't know where they actually got it from.
1: That's dedication. Interesting. Right
2: there. Yes, there's also something you can see there, and apparently, Sam, I've got I've got a I've got a film fact for you. Alright, hit me. Kara Castle is notable for its part in the two thousand and five Ridley Scott film Kingdom of Heaven. Interesting. I haven't seen it,
0: but
2: it's apparently Kingdom it's that one of... with
0: Orlando Bloom, Liam Neeson, Evergreen.
2: That's a good cast yeah. Hmm. Pretty good cast. Was it a good film?
0: Uh, the the normal <laughs> version was not good, but the extended edition kind of makes it a good movie. And then you wonder why they never showed the extended edition.
1: Is that the one with Legolas in it? Yes. Uh, I think I might have seen that. It was awful. What are you on about?
0: Yeah, because you watch the normal one. If you watch the extended edition, then it makes sense. <sighs> it had a really good cast.
2: Why bother releasing the non-
0: I think anyway. it's the same kind of case with um, like Lord of the Rings where they put out the theatrical release and then you've got the director's cut, which nobody ever watches. But if you watch the director's cut for this movie, it is much, 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 much better than the standard theatrical trash.
2: did the director's cut of Lord of the Rings have Sauron with a dodgy face?
0: No, that was, that was going to be in the end of the movie where, you know, right at the end, Aragorn gets attacked by a troll. Mm-hmm. The original plan was, instead of troll, it's the physical manifestation of Sauron, and he's fighting Aragorn. And then they thought it might be a bit too, you know, on the nose. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so they decided to just replace it with a, with a massive troll, which I think on was the, the right nose, decision.
1: Was the on the yeah. nose phrase a pun? You know, not everything I say is a pun. I don't know, man. It's hard to... That's it's true, actually. We, we, just hard it's really hard to figure out. really
0: hard to figure out.
2: Oh. but Yeah, and he had some, he had, like, a weird... Sideways face, didn't he? Or they were going to put it on him, and it looked proper weird. Uh, I don't know.
1: Let's just say that's true. Let's just yeah, go let's for just the sake let's just go it's, Yeah, it's, it's true. Yeah, he of, had a weird sideways face Yeah, speaking of weird faces, have you seen what the what Voldemort was supposed to look like when he was oh, on the back of Quirrell? He My looks so much movies. cooler. He looks terrifying. What are you on about?
0: Yeah, but like you've read the book, you know the description. He's got you know yeah, slits yeah. for nose and eyes are red and all that stuff. And then the movie version was creepy, but it was still very very human.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not linked to Jordan, oh. but we'll stick a picture up uh, in, you know, yeah. on the blog. It that's looks, creepy. It looks good, right?
0: Yeah,
2: man. That looks like a... Yeah, that's awesome. That looks like a bit like a dead space creature thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what it should have been, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's disappointing that they didn't make it. That, but I guess
0: then kids would have been freaked out by it. Yeah. I mean, kids should be freaked out. You're supposed to be an evil dude.
1: Wow, mate. That's... You should never be a parent. And kids should be freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Don't it was, it was supposed
0: about. to be a scary part of the film, like Goblet of Fire when Voldemort comes back proper, and then he's doing that weird stuff where he's like, oh, I can touch you now, and like you stick to your evil stuff.
2: I haven't read the books, but I've seen the films with the subtitles, so I guess that counts, right? Yeah, that kind
1: of counts. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Think doesn't. Think that. Gosh, how no. did we even get to this? Sorry. Where Sorry. are yeah. we? Okay. Yeah, okay. But how Sorry. did we start? So, the King's Highway. King's, King's Highway. Highway.
2: We're back on the King's Highway. So you explored the castle, mm-hmm. um, and probably got possessed by something. Mm-hmm. And now we are headed, the next stop is Amman, which is the capital city of Jordan, which has got many, many interesting and crazy things to go and look at.
0: That's twice you've referenced my fact, so I think my fact is the most useful one in this podcast. Oh my god, seriously? You're
1: actually doing this?
2: There's an awful lot in Amman that you can see, which we'll cover in a second. Just before we do, I'd like to cover one thing in Amman, which is the Roman Theatre. It's an amphitheatre, people... I was surprised by how many people argue about this. It's a proper, like, underground argument thread of people complaining whether it's a theatre or an amphitheatre. What is the difference? I don't know. (laughs) But people are very animated and angry and get quite emotional about this. So, yeah. It's a theatre slash amphitheatre, which can house about 6,000 people. And they think that it had, um, it was built by the Romans, which kind of makes sense, by Emperor Antonius Pius. And they, I think they still use it for certain things like events and events that are music-based, I think, Mm. sound-based. Because Romans were famous for being acoustic experts, and they have small little markings between the stage and the seats. Hmm. And if you stand on those spots, your voice projects to the entire stadium. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, I've always been
0: impressed good. with how like people in the theater can just project their voice so yeah. well. It's incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then you've got Ali making sounds and doing accents. on this side.
1: <laughs> But I'll, I'll, like a I'll. Creaking door. Hey, man, that was a good creaking door. But I, I'll redeem myself somehow. I've just done a quick Google. Uh, sorry, uh, ignore that part. I know what the difference is between a theater and an amphitheater. So <laughs> the most fundamental difference between a Roman amphitheater and a Roman theater is the shape. So theaters have a semicircular semicircular arrangement. Uh, of a raised seating, and an amphitheatre is a theatre which is completely round. So, like the Colosseum, that's kind of it. So, the one which you're talking about, Zaki, like, I'm trying to picture it in my head. I think it's half semicircle, isn't it? It is. It is a semicircle. Yeah. Is that in Amman though? It is in Amman. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. That's that's weird. Wasn't expecting it there. Yeah, um, it's
2: weird, isn't it? You wouldn't expect it to see a Roman amphitheatre in the middle of a, yeah. a Jordanian
1: capital, but yes, that's. Well,
0: that's it's like the a capital city of Jordan, so. That's where you would want to go see a play,
1: That's right? So one thing which I really uh, like, and uh, I mean, I'm surprised by what you said, Zaki. but then it actually, when you consider Amman in its entirety, it's actually not that surprising given the rest of the, the history around it. So uh, the, there's a place in Amman which is called the Citadel of Amman, and it's considered to be one of the most, well, it's considered to be the world's o- oldest continuously inhabited places. So to put that in perspective, there's a centre part of Amman, which is downtown, and um, Zaym, if you want to be the the you know the guy, it's the capital of Jordan. But the L <laughs> shaped hill is one of the seven hills, and it's called uh, Jabal al Qala. Yeah, you no, know? okay. and you know, and the best thing is it has pottery from the Neolithic period, and it was fortified during the Bronze Age, which, for context, eighteen hundred BC. Wow. Okay, what? and then yeah, exactly, and then it gets better. So, so then, you were
2: what in primary school?
1: <laughs> <laughs> then. It became the kingdom of Ammon, which was 1200 BC. Then came the Assyrians in 8th century BC. Then the Babylonians, the Ptolemies, the Seleucids, and then the Romans rock up in the 1st century BC. And then the Byzantinians come. Then the, Umayyads, the Islam one of the Islamic caliphates come. And then it comes into a bit of a decline used by Bedouins, etc. So that's a lot of multilayering way of history. Too many people. And it, it, it and then, so that's the people who come there and they've added and they've left their footprints and they've left their remnants in history. But then, you you it's like the world's biggest open-air museum because you've got the Roman, Byzantinians, and umayyad period buildings. You've got a random temple of Hercules, a Byzantinian church, an umayyad palace, a statue of Hercules, tombs, architectures, arches with no modern borders, and as Zaki mentioned earlier... The blend to go from English writing to Byzantine writing to uh, Arabic writing to Assyrian writing—it's bizarre. Um, and that little L shape just—it's somewhere where we need to go. It's got everything.
2: What What did you say? The ones before you say Celus somethings? Was that
1: Celus uh, seleucids Celus? Sele,
2: what is that? That sounds like a race in Skyrim. What is that? It I don't, is, I've never heard of it. And
1: so that yeah, I've I've never well, I hadn't heard of them before, but they're apparently an ancient Greek tribe people, I suppose. Hmm. Um, so, they were slightly before the, 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 the mainstream Greeks, and um, it was like a bit of a division from the Macedonians. So, I suppose you could call them Macedonians, really. That's...
0: I mean, it's just a, like a smorgasbord of cultures and exactly. people just blending. It's so it's interesting. It's beautiful. And it must I be didn't... horrible for, like, to track the history, though.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, where does this belong from? No idea. Yeah, because like,
0: this... it's not like they lived at separate times. It, it probably all merged together, so you'd have, you know, the yeah. Ottomans living with the Syrians and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. And when they were talking about the the statue of Hercules, I was expecting like a really, really rubbish statue, really small or really, you know, really crudely drawn. But the only thing which is left, unfortunately, is just his hand. And again, I'll pop, pop up a picture in the blog. Um, the detail in the hand, my goodness. So imagine if the full statue was still available and to see, it would have been amazing. But,
0: yeah. but how big is the hand?
1: Pretty bloody big. Um a, a, a car. Technical answer from our <laughs> technical right uh, Size of a Ford car.
2: Can you imagine him trying to buy anything from like Screwfix? I know. I know.
0: What, what do you do? do? Use this man. <laughs> All right, but I have some stuff in Amman, the capital of Jordan. For um, God's no, sake, oh God. right. <laughs> Um, So basically, right, in 2003, King Abdullah ibn al Hussein established the Royal Automobile Museum in honor of his late father, King Hussein bin Ali, who I think by all accounts was like a proper petrol head. So he did um, races, he got brand new cars, old school cars, he modified them, he did everything. And the museum, which is right next to the Hussein National Park in Amman, the capital of Jordan, (laughs) it showcases the history of Jordan from, I think, around 1885 to today through different vehicles. But what's particularly cool is that most of the cars in the museum are from the King's personal collection. Nice. So you get to experience the history of Jordan through the King's life, including all the awards and trophies and stuff that he's won. So some of the cars include vintage rally cars, which he used in races and won, uh, limited edition Aston Martins, a 1954 nice. Buick Skylark. Sorry, uh, what? Zaki, I, think, I think you'll like this one. It's a 2009... Mercedes-Benz SLR McLaren Sterling Moss Edition. No wow, way. that's nice,
1: that's nice. And I think that there are only awesome.
0: 75 of them in the world. Uh, that's he's got so a, cool. a replica of the first motorbike ever invented, a replica of the first car ever patented, some Porsche 911 turbos, a date you'd like this, a Ferrari F40, Oof. which is parked right next to a Ferrari F50, which is super rare.
1: That's beautiful. They have yeah. uh,
0: a military version of the Mercedes-Benz G-Wagon, which I don't really see the hype off because it's just a square box hey, car that you draw hey. when you're a child. Uh, but you two like them for some reason.
1: Uh, there's well, also we'll get back. To
0: Nineteen. That. Uh, it's literally imagine the G-Wagon, right? A stupid square thing that nobody really likes, and then you chop the top half off, so it's literally just a rectangle with wheels. That's that's what they have. Zaki, Do
1: you want you... to take
2: this one? No, you know what? No, I'm not going to grace that with a response. Yeah,
1: no, there am I. You've just insulted almost half our listeners who always seem to be involved in Arab money um, based on the geography, which we can see. So everyone loves the G-Wagon apart from you. Yes, everyone
0: loves It's just G. Exactly. such an ugly car and You're it's an so expensive. Car. I don't see that. I <laughs> don't <That's laughs> see the point. Wow. Anyway, they also have a 1994 Land Rover Defender, yes, which was come uh, on. converted into the Popemobile Mobile, which Pope oh. Francis used when he visited Jordan in 2014. They have an amphibious car, a few Harley Davidson motorbikes scattered around the place, and there's also uh, a modified armored Rolls Royce Silver Ghost that Lawrence oh. of Arabia commissioned to help battle the Ottomans near the city of Aqaba, and it looks. Kind of like a tank, like a Rolls-Royce tank. It looks pretty cool, to be honest. Much, much better than the G-Wagon thing.
2: Although, well, yeah, that's that, I mean, you, that's you pretty cool. I've seen one of those. I've got a picture of them actually in my room. They're, they're pretty cool. Yeah,
1: nice. and you can't compare that to a G-Wagon. I mean, they're different classes. That's not exactly a yeah, fair Yeah, the Rolls-Royce
0: Royce is like way, way up there. in the Exa- Exactly, exactly.
1: Trash. Yeah, exactly. You didn't think um, the argument would go that way, did you?
0: I mean, my favourite thing about the whole museum right, is, um, I'll talk about this later, but they filmed The Martian in Wadi Rum in 2014, and after they finished filming that, the producers donated to the museum the Mars Rover exploration vehicle from the movie, and it's now on display outside the main entrance. So I think in total there are like over 120 different vehicles in the museum, and each one has its own description and explanation of value or historical importance or relevance to the king's personal life, and it's... It just looks like a really cool blend of old school and history and modern and future stuff. It looks really, really nice.
1: It does. It's oh, kind of cool. It's kind of nice of them. Yeah. And it is open to the public, right?
0: It is open to the public. <laughs> and for some actual travel advice, mm-hmm. um, electronic narrations are available in English, Arabic, Spanish, French, and German. And entry to the museum is about five pounds or seven US okay. dollars. It's open Monday to... Okay. It's not bad. Yeah, that, Monday yeah. and Sunday, I think, but it's it's only closed on Tuesdays.
1: When you started that uh, travel tip, tip, and all you were saying was that the languages come in English, French, German, Arabic. I was like, Are you serious? that's your fa- that's your fact? You are not having a good day with this. But then you redeemed excellent
0: fact. Then you redeemed yourself. My, my fact is the only one that's been quoted multiple times through the episode. I'll have you know, you've that's been quoting That's, that's
1: like saying that's like
2: saying Jordan is a country. That's my fact. And then every time you mention Jordan, saying <laughs> <like>, what fact has <laughs> been mentioned? That's like know. that's that's just not. No.
1: Did you guys okay, get annoyed does, when does you anyone... Googled Jordan and you just get the stupid shoes and you're like, oh my yeah. God, it really annoyed me. And then that lady, what's her name? What, Jordan? Oh, no, I said strange. Jordan country, which is why I uh, avoided that. Oh, clever.
0: Yeah, this guy's a proper researcher. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Does anyone have any other interesting facts about Amman, the capital of Jordan?
1: It's not related to Amman, but it is. The capital of Jordan. The food, 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 food. My God, have you seen the food pictures? I uh, I'm so, so hungry. falafels, really hummus, hungry. <laughs> fata, mutabal, traditional Jordanian breakfast foods everywhere. And there's two restaurants which I've, like, I, they look really good uh, on. Hang on, you'll be so proud of me, uh, Arisha. They are, I found their page on Instagram, and I like the picture, and I took a screenshot of it. And, uh, um, oh, are you allowed to take screenshots? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I liked it. That's good, right? <laughs> well, you might have to do it somehow. And Rakwat R- 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 Arab is a cafe. And Zaki, honestly, mate, you need to see this. It looks like it's straight out of um, Uncharted. So it's got old nice. rackety chairs. It's got a, a sextant, compass, old telescopes, uh, ottoman shields, binoculars, random hats, random tusks. It just looks bizarre. So, you know, like in... Um, Uncharted where he just opens up his attic and he's got random stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, the yeah, vibe yeah, yeah. from this cafe. So um they haven't liked us back, by the way. But we like we like them <laughs> on Instagram. If anybody's listening from there. <laughs> come on. Come on, mate. I mean, if you
0: look at your Instagram, it's just gonna be pictures of
1: camels. <laughs> yeah, actually that's really bad. We should probably delete some of them. You should probably delete some of them. Yeah. That's exactly. your job now. I'm I'm not responsible for deleting, I'm responsible for creating.
2: I'm surprised that one of us isn't actually monitoring it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know why. I mean, I've got creative control of the blog and you've got creative control of Twitter to Adi.
1: The last camel picture
2: is hilarious. I didn't. He volunteered it. Uh, I should make that clear.
1: <laughs> oh, but that camel cracks me up. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, he's yeah, so happy. Okay. All right,
2: good. Good. Um, <laughs> while we're in Amman... I would like to mention the children's
0: museum. The children's museum is this a museum for children or about children?
2: Uh, for children. Okay, that's better. I don't know why I had to think so long about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it is for children. Apparently, it's rated extremely high. It's I think it's one of the top ten things to do in Jordan, and it's it's kind of a a, a sort of little village for kids where. Everything is scaled from a normal city up into a, like a child-sized city. So they have all the buildings that are child-sized. They have supermarkets that are all child-sized. And everybody can, the kids can go in there and you can learn a lot about different jobs, different things you can do. It's a very informative, interactive thing. But you can also do jobs. So the whole city, it's like a real-life city scaled down for kids.
0: And that sounds they can, kind of fun, actually. Yeah.
2: And they can go and do jobs there. So you can be like a construction worker. You can be a mechanic. you Can work on toy cars. Um, you can work in the shopping centres and you can shop in the things. You can do painting and colouring and whole works. And and they have, they have a lot of those kind of cool things for kids. But they also have a lot of interesting and um, informative things for parents too. And anybody can go in there and have a look. And apparently it's it's in King Hussein Park in Amman,
0: and capital of Jordan.
2: Go, you can go there. It's got it's it's got like loads of different experiences and stuff around it. It's literally like within five miles. You can see loads of different stuff. I think it's I can't. I haven't got a pricing on it. Um, I'll we'll try and stick something up on there. But it's I've been told that it's very good for not just kids but for parents as well. So everybody can go and have a fantastic time. You can go engage with it, have a have a play with it, and also learn
1: learn some interesting
2: stuff. So that's definitely something that's worth checking out.
1: Can you use it as a bit of a lovely place to test what people would do so for example if we told them that there's a pandemic or something happening will we be able to like observe what these children will be doing the government will be doing the the emergency services will be doing do uh, you
0: really think kids are going to deal with covid well
1: i mean they wouldn't they wouldn't
2: necessarily do that badly i mean i think they might enjoy it It'd be like a big game of plague
1: <laughs> a big game of plague
2: <laughs> you ever played plague no I is, have. Or Maybe it's, it's
0: not it's... wrong to be honest
1: no,
2: it's oh, quite a good game.
1: Yeah. And the second
2: so question to... is is it a museum? It is a museum. It's
0: It feels more it's... like a camp or like a park yeah, or something.
2: Yeah. It is a museum because you can learn a lot of stuff about it. And it's it's it's, it's more it's like a science museum is the way I describe it. Oh, okay, it's okay. an active do they, do they learning
0: science museum.
1: The kids They're the visitors though. No. no,
0: they're they're working their jobs. No,
2: but they're not they're not
1: oh. Time to leave, Amman. <laughs> yeah
0: Possibly.
2: <laughs> If he's trying to get kids to work, so you have to leave them and it's not <laughs> no, allowed. Honestly. Maybe it
0: is in Canada but that's, not in that's a what, that's adults in a civilized work. I think so like, I, how, I think they have them wear?
2: teach they have and they have like things and interactive things that teach them how to do stuff, I
0: think. So it's essentially just smaller buildings. Okay, let's move on. Otherwise, them. you, you could just Don't go to, like, to a no, a regular shop.
2: No, no, a no. It's fantastic. Go have a look. Yeah, let's leave it at that. The only last thing I wanted to mention in mind is there's a tank museum. I don't have much information on it but apparently it's it's also um, excellent got amazing reviews. Also in in King Abdullah Park, quite close to the kids museum. I think you can do them all in one go. Um or like very close to each other but apparently it's got more than 140 tanks within wow. a 20,000 square meter area and it's and
0: got all the five star reviews were written by fishes. <laughs> sorry,
1: don't sorry, sorry. Don't laugh at that.
2: Don't laugh at that. Let's take him oh there and use God, the tanks on him. So let's bad. See
0: that's so it's bad.
2: Experiment. But it but has got it won one of the Traveller's Choice Awards in twenty twenty. So huh, nice. It's pretty cool. It's and, and you can see tanks from all over the world. Everybody that's a fan of tanks says that it's amazing. And even people that aren't say it's a really, really definitely
0: a thing to go and check out. So mm,
1: no, sounds 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 really good. Shall we talk about uh Vadi Rom?
0: Yeah, that's a big thing.
1: That's a big, big thing. So I'm going to do a bit of my history spiel, so bear with me. Um, so <clears throat> much like the the citadel space, which you talked about, people have lived in uh, the, the desert or the Wadi Rum for thousands of years. Uh, and they it's, it's a place where you would struggle to survive because of the harsh environment. But despite that, there have been hunters, pastoralists, farmers, traders who have been operating there. And it was even used by the, the, the lovely Neboteans who we know built Petra. Um, and they left some structures in there, including the temple. Wadi Ram means Valley of the Moon, and it was human habitat as early as 12,000 years ago, which again is ridiculously old. So again, and you'll, you'll notice a bit of a theme here. It's got layers and layers of writing on top of writing on top of writing. In fact, they've got carvings and inscriptions and petroglyphs, which are from the original human remains, and it's got uh, uh, Assyrian, Byzantinian, <laughs> all these different inscriptions and writing all over the place. So it starts off in Arabic and then jumps into something else and then jumps into something mm-hmm. else as well, which is brilliant. And the the people, um, the, the builders of Petra were there to, there as well, and it's still got some castles and it's got some forts and it's got some writing. It's You need to go and explore it basically. So there's no, you need to go to this specific spot. It's just Wadi Rum has a lot of different things and there's still a lot of Bedouins uh, which live there, and that comes from the Arabic word Badawi, which means desert tra- d- dweller, and they're quite hospitable. In fact, most tourists are known to go there, and you will most probably be invited for tea, dinner, etc., etc., so don't go there expecting a free meal, but you'll probably get one anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the travel advice we want to give.
1: Yes. <laughs> go to the
2: desert, get some food. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good to me.
0: Did you know... How many movies were actually filmed in Wadi Rum? Because there have been a lot. Huh. Really? I mean, obviously, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade was in Petra, you know, with the Holy Grail and all mm-hmm, that. But mm-hmm. in Wadi Rum, they've had The Mummy Returns, Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, Prometheus, Aladdin, the Guy Ritchie one, not the animated one, for either of you try to be clever. <laughs> um, Star Wars, they've got the Rogue One and The Rise of Star- uh, Skywalker. The Martian with Matt Damon. Good movie. Good uh, all the money in the world, and the new Dune movie, which should be out next year, probably.
2: Oh yeah, they're putting the Dune film on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: but all, like so many movies have been filmed there, and if, I guess I should mention um, Lawrence of Arabia, which obviously has historical ties to the place, but it's just too long. It's not good. <laughs> I don't care how
1: many <laughs> awards it like won. That, it's just you? a it's so I mean, long. I mean, you might not like it, but Lawrence himself loved Wadi Rum. He wrote a book about it.
0: I mean, yeah, the place is lovely, and I'm sure Lawrence of Arabia is a fantastic guy, but <laughs> the movie is not good.
2: Oh, really? yes. See, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment, but I'm sure it's, it's, it's... so.
0: It's like four hours long, and they have the audacity to do part one and then part two.
1: And, but then and just Zayim.
0: make two movies then. Why, why are you making four-hour movie? But
1: it's also the, in a really, really annoying um, viewing angle as well. So it's not 16 by 19 ratio. It's not the normal one. It's just really... Oh, It's not even letterbox. I don't know what it is. Sort your cameras out when you were making that movie. Yeah, Can I just point exactly. out
2: that Zayn is the man who introduced us to Ghost Rider? We should point that
0: out. Yes. And you're welcome. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's my point too, actually. I'm not even going to argue
0: that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um we are nearing the end of the episode, so I think we've probably got time for one more short one or we can jump straight to quick shout outs, depending on your list of shout outs. I
0: mean I've got the Jordan Trail, if you want to talk about that. Eddie, do you have anything?
1: Uh, I only have the the oldest mosaic of the biblical world.
0: Right. Uh that's just a map on the floor, so okay we talked about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now Let's talk about the Jordan Trail because this is, this is cool. Okay, so it's it's not so much like a proper location as it is like an actual experience. And the Jordan Trail is a 675 kilometer hiking trail that goes from all the way up in northern Jordan, trails through like different villages, I think 75 different villages and towns all along sort of this massive trail, and then ends up in the coastal city of Aqaba and it takes 40 days to do the full hike so you need to stay in Jordan for a little over a month if you want the full experience but it's also split into different smaller regions so you can do portions of it at a time if you don't want to do the full thing and it goes everywhere from up in the mountains, to Asalt to deep in the river canyons, to Petra, to Wadi Rum, to the Red Sea and when you start the hike, you get a lovely little brochure. I'll put a link to it in the blog, um, but it breaks down the hiking route day by day, showing you what the main attractions are in each region, how difficult the hike is, what you need to pack to survive the hike. So you need things like pocket knives, waterproof jackets, external battery packs, headlamps, towels, blister care products, which, meh. Um, and you also he get like a number. graph. You get a graph of all the different um, elevation levels that you'll be traversing on each hike. And it looks so much fun, but as cool as all of that is, what really, really got me interested in this whole thing is you get the Jordan Trail Pass, which is an official lifetime trail um, passport slash hiking log slash achievement recorder that you can buy at the start of this hike and imagine um earlier you mentioned uncharted so imagine mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the nathan you know the little diary that nathan drake carries around yes. with sketches and pictures mm. of all the landmarks he's seen people he's met it's kind of like that so nice. it counts as your official documentation through jordan and it's literally it's shaped like an actual passport so it's got your picture and visa details and all that but every location you visit you can get the passport stamped Nice. And each uh, location has a unique stamp. And if you get all the different locations visited, you get an official laminated certificate of completion of the Jordan Trail. Nice. And the way this little booklet is designed is that you can see what sites you visited. You can make notes of the attractions or the plants or the animals that are native to the region. I think Jordan has 412 different species of just birds. So if you're a bird watcher, that's kind of fun mm. for you. It's like a real-life version of the Pokedex.
2: Hmm, Cool
0: now, do you, know, do you know how expensive this is, though? So there are different hiking packages you can buy. Okay. And for, for one region, which is anywhere from four to six days, depending on which region it is, it's about 150 to 220 British pounds, or 300, 400 US dollars. And that's just a basic, basic package. But if you go, like, full 40-day complete hiking package, that includes accident insurance, three meals a day, a support car to carry all your excess luggage, uh, proper <laughs> nice. accommodation so you're not like camping out in the desert. Do you know how much that costs?
1: I mean, with the fact that there's a guy following you around, i uh, excess of a grand?
0: 3,200 British pounds. Wow. Or about 4,200 ah. US. Uh, you, you, You can do it by yourself but, you know, with your own tools and provisions and all that stuff. But obviously it's much, much harder because the trail isn't properly mapped out yet and there are no clear uh, signs or directions. And obviously if you have no hiking experience, you're going to have trouble with snakes and scorpions and pitching your tent and, you know, flash floods and changes in elevations. And apparently there are wild dogs out there as well. So not easy at all, but it looks so much fun. I'm just mainly interested in that passport thing, to be honest. Yeah.
2: Sounds cool. That sounds cool. It's quite, yeah. It's got a lot, but it does sound
1: it quite does cool. sound quite good. But the same, the fact that you overrode my beautiful mosaic of the biblical world for a, <laughs> let's be honest, you can walk in a country as as. I'm
0: sorry, your thing is a map on the floor that's covered with dust because people walk all over it. The
1: UK has a trail you can walk from Scotland to England. Nobody would want to, this but we've is... got badges. This...
0: A six hundred seventy-five proper proper trail, and it's going all the way like up in the mountains, in the desert, in the like river canyon. So you're going to be hiking through, wading through the river, uh, and you get like a proper guides. Bed- like you said, the Bedouin people. Yeah. They actually take you through the weird canyons, and there was this one. I watched this one video where they say they make roti on different, like rocks in the desert. So you you get your flour, you get your water, you sort of mix it together. And then you just sort of spread it on this massive black rock in one of their camping grounds, mm-hmm. and it's so hot that it just bakes the thing. And then you just take it up, flip okay, it around, okay. so you get the other side, and then you get proper dates. And then they sprinkle it with sesame seeds and just a bit of olive oil and some olives, and that's dinner. Okay, and I'm it looks s- nice. I'm, I'm sold. That, sound that sounds friendly, better than yeah, Bedouin coffee amazing. as well.
1: Yeah, that sounds better than a dodgy kebab and a badger whilst you're walking <laughs> from Scotland to London. So yeah, no, I'm sold. I'm sold. I didn't know you were a professional shoveler all, all the time Especially on the road Magic <laughs> no. oh, kebab Guys, with actually Cheese and onion sandwiches Yes or no?
0: Only if the onion is very thinly sliced you uh, don't no, As, in, as in the ones you get, you get in
1: like WH Smith for Boots and stuff Like the, the, the cream Oh, like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
2: Spring onion one Yeah, 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 good, yeah, right? yeah
1: good, right? Zane. Yeah, Good, right, Zayn? uh yeah all right I got I got got is still better yeah it is it is but no no I was just I was having an argument with someone at work and they're like oh my god it sucks and that just reminded me I don't know how anyway um we are nearing the end of the episode how yeah sorry I got distracted and excited um happens a lot um Zaki did you have any special mentions
2: uh, I don't think so. I think that was everything that we wanted to cover.
1: Perfect. So I've just got one, which we've talked about, the the oldest mosaic. It's in Madaba. Go have a look. It's amazing, despite what Zayn says. And the second one is a place called Jerash, which is also from the Neolithic, Neolithic times. It um, was settled there by Alexander the Great, and it's got loads of Roman creation, well-preserved remains of Roman structures, so the Cardio Maximus, Hippodromes. Uh, Nymphs are distinguishable from the ruins, and it sounds brilliant. Nice,
2: Amazing. Oh, sorry, I did have one. I did have one. Uh, this is kind of a, a, a kind of more of an obscure one, but um, there is the cave called Allicaf or the Cave of the Seven Sleepers. Um, which is a place which is mentioned in kind of the uh, Islamic stuff and in in Christianity in the Bible and in mm. Islam in the Quran, and it's the place of the seven sleepers for the story that people know about. So that's something that's cool to check out if you if you're interested.
1: It's in Jordan. It is in Jordan. I, I didn't had know no it was idea. In Jordan, I did cool. not
2: know that. Yeah. Um, and one of the like it has one of the monoliths on it on the front about the seven sleepers, and you can go inside and look at the the areas where they slept, and they have a little thing with pottery and things like that which they might have used. So that's kind of cool.
1: That, okay, now suddenly that makes sense, because you know like in, in, in the Qur'an when they, they come out of the cave and they, they go to the, the local marketplace and they offer currency and the person go, looks at it and goes, that currency, mate, that's gone. It yeah, suddenly yeah. makes sense so much sense because we've got Byzantinians so and Syrians. So many yeah, different civilizations. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah that's quite plausible. Yeah. That's really interesting, I, mean, I had I, no idea.
0: I have some actual travel advice. Uh, go for our listeners if you say and that
2: jordan you... is the capital, amman <laughs> is the capital of jordan one more time seriously if
0: sorry. you ever decide to go to jordan to visit amman the capital of jordan <sighs> make sure that you buy the jordan pass before you go so it's a document that gives you prepaid entry to over 40 different tourist attractions in jordan as well as digital brochures and travel tips for each place and most importantly if you're staying in jordan for a minimum of three days Buying the Jordan Pass also waives all tourist entry uh, visa fees for you, so you don't even have to worry about that. In total, I think you save about 150 uh, US dollars, which is nice. I'll put a link to it in the blog. But it's a useful thing to have if you want a hassle-free holiday in Jordan. And just to be clear, the Jordan Pass is not the same thing as the Jordan Trail Pass, which is just for the Jordan Trail that I was talking about earlier. They're two different things. But yeah.
1: Good right. travel
2: advice. Nice. Cool. Actually, I like how he He said good travel advice on his own advice. That's that's
0: always good. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it is it is good travel advice. And it's probably yeah, it is good, good travel good, advice. Yeah. I mean, same, you had you had like, to get one.
0: Imagine imagine how stupid you'd feel if you show up in the capital of Jordan, um, which is Amman, by the way, and then you don't have this pass. It's just impractical.
1: I was going to say let's end the episode on a lovely high note that we've given you a travel tip but now let's just end no. this episode <laughs> on a really really rubbish fact and say it Let's with end let's do that. Ah yeah. oh, yeah. man which is couple of Jordan.
2: Ah uh, right For the love of, only end it. Finish it. We are
1: now officially at the end of the episode. Any more ponder jokes will not be accepted, so please keep them to yourself, Sam. So thank you all so much for listening, but also thank you everyone who's been providing the feedback. Please keep it coming. We are growing in audience size and in presence, which is brilliant. But please do speak to us on the social media pages. It is so lonely over there. And I have to talk to myself or send Zayn pictures of camels or just harass other people. I need you know people
0: you say you send me pictures of camels. You know how Twitter works, right? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm acting you.
0: You're broadcasting Hell, pictures you're, of camels. Yeah, it's yeah. To the world.
2: Oh.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: Well So it could basically help us out to get Ali off is <laughs> desperately really what we need to get his mind distracted. But also email us as well, Get heads up on the blog spot, check it out um and yeah thanks for again for all of the feedbacks that we've been getting it's been really good so we hope we're glad you're all enjoying it perfect yeah and let
0: us know what your favorite fact
1: was from this episode <laughs> perfect and gentlemen <laughs> there will be consequences yeah and gentlemen as always it's always a pleasure we get there in the end uh today it was a struggle but we got there in the end uh so thank you and we'll see you all at the next one